most of us can sense our society is really sick and it grows sicker by the day. How did we go from a country founded on God to one devoted to God's destruction? Abortions up until birth, drag queens stripping for children, murder sprees driven by progressive ideology, Joe Biden's office targeting and arresting Christians and ignoring those who murder Christians, all the while praising the trans ideology driven to kill them. I have a hard time explaining all of this. None of it is reasonable or rational. All right. So let's use the Sherlock Holmes means of deduction. What could it be? What if I told you all this insanity is not the result of wokeism that is out of control, but it is connected to an ancient paganistic evil? I know. Sounds crazy. Today, I have a guest uh, that has discovered the blueprint to an age-old menace. As a charismatic minister, he has devoted himself to unveiling the invisible mysteries that dictate our lives. His latest revelation comes in the form of his seventh book, The Return of the Gods. It reveals how the radical transformations of our society today are all part of an ancient pattern, almost like a beast awoken from centuries of slumber. Evil spirits of the old world have found a way to possess our world. I hope you think all of this is nuts and then you will give the time to listen to what he has to say. You will have an opinion one way or the other at the end of this. Our civilization celebrates the rise of evil every day. Shout and celebrate your abortion. Remember, the devil prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. He is the prince of this world, and he's always looking for new converts to help fight in his war against love and light and to bring chaos and destruction. The idea of a spiritual battle taking place in the real world does sound crazy, doesn't to me, because it's the only way I can explain what's happening. And my guest today documents moments in history that are nearly identical to what we are seeing play out in the news today. Some of it is stunning. If we do nothing, we're just as guilty as the German Christians in Nazi Germany who heard the trains pass their church and all they did was sing louder to drown out the screams. I invite even the most agnostic uh, among this audience to keep an open mind and welcome Jonathan Kahn. All right, before we get to the interview, it's time to change up the way you buy meat. It just keeps going up and up and up in the grocery stores. Plus, most of the time, you're not getting American meat. You can have meat that has been killed in China, put onto a boat, shipped over here, and then they cut it into steaks here in America, and they put the little label on it that says product of U.S. No, it's not. It's not. I want you to go to GoodRanchers.com today. See what real American meat looks like. And when you subscribe, they're going to give you free bacon for a year. $240 value, and you'll get a pound and a half of bacon with every box. And Good Ranchers, your cost never goes up. 
Go to your go to your grocery store and ask the butcher, hey, can I get the same price for this all year long? Nope. Your price gets locked in. So you're not battling inflation every day. Every good ranchers uh, uh, comes in a comes in a box and it's delicious and it's good for you and you're going to love it. All natural burgers, USDA prime steaks, better than organic chicken, bacon source from the best pork in the world. So ditch the grocery store and join me with GoodRanchers.com. Use the promo code Glenn for $20 off your box. You get the free bacon, great meat, secure price, and a bonus of 20 bucks. It is GoodRanchers.com. Promo code Glenn. John, I've read your book. I think it's fantastic um i have been feeling this i think a lot of people feel that we're not fighting flesh and blood Mm -hmm, uh mm -hmm. flesh and bone we are we're fighting something else it's it is almost like um being possessed you're talking to people you can't reason with them yeah there's nothing but hatred inside um and uh when we talked on the air, mm-hmm. um, uh, I just found so much truth in what you're saying, but I come from a place like you. Yeah. So I want to start uh, our conversation with, um, let's lay down some terms mm-hmm. and let's understand what we're really talking about here yeah. to the person who's not into yeah. ancient history yeah. or even God stuff. Yeah. Okay. Um, so the word pagan, Mm. we hear it all the time, but what does it actually mean? Yeah, it actually, actually comes from when the gospel was spreading through the Roman empire, those who were the most resistant lived in the hills and pagan was linked to that. So, but what it really means is that which is outside of, of Judeo-Christian uh, revelation culture. Be like, uh, somebody who's an infidel to Muslims. Yeah, yeah, but really, it's almost like everything else. Like when you look at culture before the before the word, before the Bible, you know, mm-hmm. everything outside of everything outside of Israel and outside of Christianity, um, particularly the the worship of gods mm-hmm. or or polytheism, pantheism. Mm-hmm. This is pretty much the rule, you know, you, on on planet Earth. This is what this is what people do without the word. Right. So yeah, so okay. that's what it means. Yeah. So when you look at ancient gods. They become almost laughable um, because, you know, Hercules, it just seems like a bunch of stuff that people made up. Hmm. Um, And I want to I want to understand this. You're going to talk about three specific gods. Mm -hmm. I I mean, I know the history, Mm -hmm. but I don't I've never seen them as separate entities. Right. You've called them the, the dark trinity. Right. So is that like Father, Son, and Holy Ghost? They all make up one, and it's we're really no. talking about one evil entity. I would say there's an evil entity behind them. You know, uh, there is an enemy behind them, but they are three the three distinct major deities or gods or spirits. 
Hmm. And, and the thing, here's the thing, you know, yeah, there's two realms. One is, if you go back to the ancient world, everybody was worshiping gods. Doesn't matter where, Germany, yeah. Hawaii, doesn't matter, everybody, yeah. which is kind of strange, you know. But the Bible gives a, you know, by the way, I, I was originally an atheist, so, you know, I can <laughs> identify with anybody who's, who's like that. Um, the Bible says, uh, kind of a mystery here, it says that behind the gods, you know, of the world, were entities. And and the word it gives is, in Hebrew, is the word shedim. Shedim literally means destroyers. But it says they're worshiping that. So what it's saying is behind the gods, it's not saying, the gods are like masks, you know, behind, but there are spiritual things. You said at the beginning, and I, I say the same thing, there are people who are not even believers, they're liberal, liberal and, you know, whatever, and say, what's going on? This is not natural. This is Correct. not this is not normal. And, and they're right. Um, and there is something supernatural that is behind these things. And so the Bible's saying that behind the gods were spirits, the, the, their entities, consciousness. Um, the gods are a mask in that sense. The, it's tran- the word got translated into Greek by the rabbis, and they translated the word shadim into daimonia. We get the word demonic from it. We get the mm. word demon. It's a weird thing because, because the Greeks called many of their gods demons. I mean, they mm. actually called them that. And so, and when Paul in the New Testament, he says the pagan, wor- pagan world is worshiping the, the daimonia or the spirits. So the first thing is that there's something real behind them, not that the mythology, we are, but okay. behind them. And so when you look at pagan culture or the culture outside of the Bible, it has the same um, the same signs of demonic possession. You know, when the closer you got to the gods, like a, a, the oracles and the priests, mm-hmm. the more they're shaking and trembling and channeling and foaming at the mouth, that's all over the world. You know, so you ha- even cl- Western civilization was part of it, except for the Bible. So you have a, a, a culture that's given to the gods, given to the spirits. But then something happened. What happened? was Jesus happened so the what we're going to talk about are the the ancient rituals but they've happened over and over again all over the world right the same the the same things keep happening yes so um, I mean the I keep looking at the 1930s and 40s and (laughs) if I were you know living at those times I would have thought if some more of the signs had happened I think I think the Lord's coming because yeah. that is evil. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And I've never felt that way, except in retrospect. I didn't live in those times, yeah. but looking back, I think that was evil. Yeah. And it was sweeping the world. Yeah. It's back. Yeah. Were yeah. they doing the same kind of stuff back then? There is a link between it. You know, my father was born in Germany, so he wit- he got out by barely, but mm. but he witnessed this takeover of the culture, and it goes to a it goes to really the key is what Jesus said, and he and this is crucial because it, with Nazi Germany, with what's happening now, and that is he gives this parable, but this parable is crucial because it says that if a spirit leaves a man, talking about exorcism, leaves mm. a man, but it goes around looking for a place, doesn't find it, says, I'm going to go back to the man. I'm going to go back to my house. Goes back to the house or the man, finds it swept, empty, clean, in order. Goes back at seven other spirits. They go back. It's a repossession. Jesus said the latter, the last state is worse than the first. And so, but he said, people say, okay, that's about a person. He says at the end, he says, so it will be with this generation. He's not talking about just a person. It can happen to a culture. It can happen to a civilization. And so the warning is that any nation or civilization 
civilization, I'll tell you, Western civilization was basically exercised of these things. By the, when the gospel came in, it was a basically a mass exorcism. The gods left, and it was, it, that's why the West is so different. It's been so unique. It's been exercised of that. But the warning is to America, to the world, that if it ever turns away from God, if it ever empties the house of God, it's not going to stay empty. These spirits, these or the gods, these the same things that were cast out of it at the beginning of the age are coming back into it. And so that happened with when Germany. That's the warning because look what happened. Germany was the land of the Reformation, land of the Bible. Mm-hmm. What happened when they turned away from God? Hitler happened. It was it wasn't it wasn't neutral. It was demonic. Same Correct. thing happened to the Soviet Union. So um, when you look at because one of the things that really concerns me about today's society is the experts that mm-hmm. that was all happening in Germany, yes. especially in doctors and nurses. It wasn't the Nazis that were killing people and the, mm-hmm. and the babies. It was the Nazi doctors mm-hmm. that, and they led with that philosophy. Yes. And yes, we're going through much of the same stuff. Canada is, yeah. is giving euthanasia to kids. Yeah. I mean, we're going in the same route. So yeah. is it right? I've been saying for a while, we've been so good. We've been such a bright light. Yeah. But if we go bad, mm-hmm. we're going to reach the dark levels of our highest levels of light. Yeah. Do you agree with that? Abs- absolutely. It is. It is Now what was happening in, say, Germany, more, very dramatically, and mm-hmm. others, is happening in a, a, across the world. America is leading it, unfortunately. Yes. And the thing is, here's the thing about it, is that it's worse if you've known God. It's worse if you have been a light to the world. Mm-hmm. Because then, you know, what, what it's saying is it's going to be worse for the one who had known and got delivered and then got repossessed than the, the one who never got re- not delivered. In other words, what's coming is worse than what was in paganism. Right. Or, or put another way, the pagan world could produce a Caligula or a Nero. The post-Christian world produces a Hitler and a Stalin. And so what's coming is worse. So absolutely right. And one of the things that 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 pagan or the revival of these things do is it devalues life. And this is in the pagan world. You know, people could be killed, babies could be killed, mm-hmm. and old people could be killed. So once you devalue life, you know, this is what the this is what the gospel undid. You know, it said every life is sacred. This is now going out the window. And what you have is what you have in Canada. 10,000 they said 10,000 people have been killed last year in Canada under under the program of euthanasia. But that's where it goes. That's what's happening. Okay. So now let's let's break down and and uh, talk about. First of all, what's principalities? Yeah, principalities. Okay. What is that? Okay, it's it's the word that's used when you. I think you sort of alluded or you quoted when you. Yeah. When it says we war not against flesh and blood, Paul says mm-hmm. that we war against principalities or powers. It's talking about forces, darkness. It's talking about spiritual forces, spirit forces. When you when and I'm glad you brought up Germany because you cannot explain that in the natural. You can no, only you explain that with there's something demonic or something spiritual. Mm-hmm. So that's that's what it means. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So. You talk about three different gods and the first God that shows up. And and I'd like you to compare the from ancient times to current times so we can see that's what it was. This is happening now because I don't think people know. Maybe some do, but I don't think people know that they're worshiping these gods no. nobody is no. like hey i'm a part of the church of baal right. Right. you know right. um 
but we are repeating it almost yeah. exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's kind of scarier when you don't know it because yeah. the fact is they're doing it without knowing it. Um, the first, the, what I call it the dark trinity in the return of the gods. The first one is, is his name means the possessor. It means the master, means the Lord or the owner. And this is the one we call him Baal. He was called Baal. That's what it means. Um, and what happened is when Israel turned away from God and the house wasn't going to stay empty, other things came in. The Bible says that Baal came in. And what happened is that the effect on on the culture then in ancient Israel was that it started driving God out of everything, started almost exercising the culture of God, driving him out of the out of the the public square, out of the government, out of life. Well, that has been happening in America. That's the first sign of it. In fact, that's part of opening the door. Like, how does it happen? Well, you open the door when you start saying, well, we don't need God here. We, we don't need prayer in school. We don't need this. That started in the early 60s. And when you look at all these things, that's where you see it go. Because when you open up, it's like you empty the house, the house isn't saying empty. If you take God out of the schools, you take God out of the children, something else is going to come into the schools. This is exactly so, what Nietzsche was talking about when he said, God is dead. Yeah, he, exactly. he wasn't celebrating. People always read that like That's he was right. celebrating. No, he was saying, be careful because man will have a God. And what are you replacing God with? Because yeah. something else it will come in. And something came in, in into Germany just like that. Yeah. Well, we made the same mistake. You know, we did it. We didn't do it as dramatically as Nietzsche, but we, we made the same mistake. We'll, say, we'll take God here or here. Well, what happened is something came into our culture and it's not staying empty. And so what came in is this. The first spirit is that. Bill is always the first. He's kind of like that. The spirit that comes in back and says, I'm going to get my friends. So this is the opening. Baal caused Israel to turn away from God. Turn, he, he's the, it's the principality that takes a culture that has known God, like ancient Israel, modern America, and and converts it or seeks to convert it from a Judeo-Christian nation into a pagan nation. And that's exactly, if you want to look at what's been happening to America and much of the world, it's exactly that. It's a process of paganization and it's a repossession. And the other thing it says he did, it says he caused, he caused Israel to forget God. Well, it's like there's an amnesia that has come on America. You know, if we were, if we were in the 1950s, we would see that the, the teachers of this nation were leading our children into the Lord's prayer. We can't even, we can right. barely remember that America. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's so foreign, but it has caused us not only to forget God, but it's caused us to forget we even knew God. We have, we have a culture that barely even knows it ever knew it. And the other thing it says, it caused Israel to overturn the ways of God. So we have literally struck down the Ten Commandments and just like Israel mm-hmm. did. So what we, what's been happening since the 60s, it hasn't stopped, a continual overturning of the ways of God and it, until it leads to where we are now but it's not just like that's like the the that's kind of like the obvious ways but there are deeper ways for instance wokeism and all these things we're dealing with right now that you know if you have monotheism you have one truth everybody agrees it's one truth if you have polytheism paganism you don't have one truth you have many gods many truths and so everybody now is everybody you have your own unique personal truth this is my authentic truth if a man says i'm not a man i'm a cat he's a cat that's pagan that's not that's not progressive that's paganism that there's no truth in it another another one i I brought out in the book is that the bible says that when you turn away from god you end up serving the works of your hands Mm -hmm. you know and when when paul speaks about the pagan worship of idols he uses a great interesting word he uses a greek word Techne, we get the word technology. So what is happening now, we turn away from God, we are actually serving our technology. We actually are glued to our technology. It's, 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 and it's weird, because I, when I read that, I thought, I thought if everybody if I, I, I ever see on technology, 
They're, they've got their head bowed. Yes. And it's almost as if we are worshiping it. Because, yeah. you, you know, you are, you become that which you gaze upon. Yeah. And, and yeah. And the word, you know, it says with Israel, it says there, were, there wasn't, there, Baal was a God, but there were many forms of Baal. It says they had many Baals. The Baal means master. So you get mastered by anything. And so we are mastered by technology. Even we, even we now have technology that's taking over our thoughts. We have artificial intelligence that is now a danger to us. And, it, and the Bible says they, the people become like what they, they, the idol they made, they become like it. Well, now we have a whole generation that's becoming less human. They less able to interact. They're becoming more like the machine that they're on and the machines are becoming more human, you know? So even that, and, and one of the, like the most, uh, I'd say blatant sign of Baal was and you find it in Israel. You find it in the Bible. It was a sign of a molten bull. A bronze bull was the sign of Baal all over. Well, could that appear in America? Well, if you go down to New York city, go down to where the harbingers are, where I've talked about it, you go down, you'll see a massive bronze bull. They didn't know what they were doing, but this is a sign in the Bible of a nation that once knew God has turned away. I mean, from the golden calf to the bronze bull that has known God turned away is now given to the gods. In fact, Baal was the God of their prosperity and he's a bull. So what do we call our prosperity? We call it a bull market. We call it bullish, you know, and that's where it all is. We don't know what we're doing, but we did it. And it, and you mentioned when we were talking before um, the, is not only that they actually erected the Arch of Baal in New York City, and they knew what they were doing in that one. Yeah, I was, I was, uh, I think I was in New York City when they did that, and I, me too, and I thought, what, who thought this was a good idea? Explain what happened. Yeah, they actually they erected in in Lower Manhattan, actually right at the Financial District, they erected um, on the grounds of City Hall. The ancient arch of Baal, the god Baal, and I and I, I was there, wanted to witness it, and you actually had signs saying "Arch of Baal." They had a they had a they had musicians playing the music of Baal. They unveiled it with a ceremony, and they had the the leaders of New York praising this whole thing, praising the arch. And and you know, you said something we were talking, that this is an arch, this is a doorway, it's a gateway, and, and, a gateway. Yeah, and and New York is a gateway, is the gateway yeah. of America. So you have the arch, you have the gateway of Baal. At the gateway of America, uh, a nation that that you know that has turned away from God. This is, I mean, you can't get more dramatic than that. And and the other thing was, there was one other time it appeared in America, and that was in Washington. And the thing is, it was noteworthy because it appeared the very day that the hearings were on were at the on the on the Capitol Hill for Kavanaugh, and the issue was over abortion. They knew it. The whole issue was fighting over the the offering of a children. Bail was linked to that. So the Arch of Bail appears in Washington right in in front of the Capitol building where they're having the hearings, right there, the sign, which which the battle is over, the children being offered up, which was bail. I mean, you can't make it up. And they didn't that they didn't realize that. But there's spiritual. This is the thing. Say, it's not natural. There's something beyond natural going on. You work hard. Um, you earn your money. And if you're like me, when you have to spend that money, I prefer to spend it on things that are made here in America. And it's not just patriotism. It's a quality thing. It's about caring for my neighbors. It's about making us strong enough so, God forbid, the supply chain breaks down again and we're not held hostage by the rest of the world. Things in America used to be made to last longer, work better. We set the standard for the rest of the world. Well, there are a few companies that I am proud to represent 
that I have partnered with to tell you about them that are bringing that quality back to America. And one of those companies is Grip6. You're getting true American experience, products that you can count on. They've got belts and wallets and all kinds of stuff. When you buy their socks, you are supporting the American rancher. That that rancher raises uh, specially bred sheep that produce the modern world that they send to the American manufacturer who wash the wool and then process it and then weave it into socks that keep your feet warm in the winter, cool in the summer. The American business owners who have accepted the risk that comes along with rebuilding our nation by doing business only in America. Check out Grip6.com today. I think you're going to love it. Grip6.com slash back. Grip6.com slash back. Okay, so that's bail. That's yes. the first one. Yes. Um, and then he lets in mm-hmm. uh, the next one, which yes. is Moloch, right? Next one is, is, is Ashtora, number, which is the goddess. Okay. Yeah. Ishtar. Ishtar. Yep. Ishtar. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is, this is in, in the Canaanite theology, she's the wife of Baal or the lover of Baal. But this is one of the most ancient principalities on earth. And this is in, in, in Babylon, she's called Ishtar. In the Bible, she's called Ashtora. Um, in Greece, she's called Aphrodite, you know, and we think, okay, Venus, nice. There's nothing nice about this thing. This is a dark principality. This is the principality of sexual immorality, unbridled licentiousness. This is what she always was about. And so this what is she, not love. This is not when no. you think of Aphrodite, yeah. you know, you, people will think, yeah. And it, Cupid and Cupid wasn't about love either. Yeah. You know, and so, yeah. And so there's nothing nice about it. What she did is, is she sexualized the, the spirit sexualizes the culture, you know, which has never been the case in, in Western civilization or since the gospel, but it is now. And what she did is she was a, a prostitute goddess. So what does a prostitute do? A prostitute takes sexuality out of marriage and puts it into the marketplace, puts it into the culture. So what we would expect to happen right now is you have the early 60s, you have bail, you have the turning away. Then you'd expect like clockwork, the next one, you'd have something would happen with sexuality. And look what happened. We had it. It's called the sexual revolution. And so it's no accident. Right after we start turning from God, it always happens. We start turning away from basically the biblical morals on sexuality, marriage, on, on all that. Um, and the thing is, it, the thing is that it, it, everything that's happened is in the direction of paganism. The values we've replaced now are basically pagan values. And the thing is that it's also, she weakened marriage. She's a prostitute, a prostitute weakens marriage. Mm. She's weakened marriage across America. It's not an accident. At the same time you have the sexual revolution, you have the, the destruction of marriage. You have divorce, you have broken homes, you have broken children, you have devalued marriage. It's It all goes together. This is that goddess. And the other thing about it is, you know, it's like, I would say like the, the, the gods that have returned or the spirits, their, their mission is, again, to paganize a Christian or Judeo-Christian nation, just like Israel fell away. And by the way, this happened to Israel, too, with Ashtorah, and the Bible warns. But the thing is that she does it through the realm of sexuality. When in ancient Greece, she was worshipped as the great prostitute. And the word in Greece for prostitute is porn, porne. We get the word porn from it. In fact, 
pornography, the very first pornography that came on the planet was the literature of this goddess and the images of this goddess. So she's really, it's really the invention of pornography. Now we have it blanketing America. We have it blanketing, seducing this nation. And, you know, we mentioned Venus, you know, and I said, okay, Venus and that those little Valentine days things, we have that little cute angel that, that, you know, fires the arrow, Cupid. But really, you know, we use the word erotic, like ero- that we have an eroticization of our culture. That word comes from Eros. Cupid is really Eros. Eros Eros was the child of this goddess. So from this goddess, you have porn, literally, and you have erotica. And you have, you have a, basically a seduction of the culture that has taken over everything. And it hasn't stopped since the 1960s. That revolution has not stopped. It's continued. It seemed like for a while that we had beaten some of this stuff back. <clears throat> and then, you know, in the last 20 years, there are things happening now that are completely unreasonable um you know if you're talking about gay marriage well it's about i love him and Mm -hmm. he loves me yada yada (laughs) now we've gotten to where child molestation uh, child mutilation teaching teaching children our most precious uh asset that we could ever have our children Yeah. And you're bringing deep, dark sex into their life. I mean, it is it's evil to do that. And any other time we would have said that. That's right. And everyone would have agreed. That's right. It's it's almost it's almost like I don't when I was there was a movie called The Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Yeah. And it's kind of like they keep getting taken over and taken over. Here are people who just a few years ago would say, no, no, this is terrible. What's taking them over? And and the other thing. That's what I've been asking people. This is why I so when you put the book out, I'm like. Yes, it is demonic. It's possession. Yeah. You cannot speak reason. You can also, um, you know, you should be able to say with that big of a change. Yeah. You could you should be able to say to your friend, you know, just a few years ago, that was insanity. Yeah. And we talked about it. Yeah. What new information did you get? <laughs> yeah. None, yeah, none, right? None. I, I say that, say like, where's the new Mount Sinai? Where, where is it that that all of a sudden it's okay? And people, you know, politicians who voted against these things just a little while back are now voting for it. Mm. What does that? And nobody can have an answer because it because it is a possession. And the other thing is that you mentioned is the the spirits are always after the children because if you can get the children, you get the nation. If you get the children, you have the future. And so the so the the gods were always after the, to destroy the children to sexualize the children that goes back you know and so so the same way now you have this with the children and and that that goes with but the other one, well, let me say one thing, Glenn, if I can. Um, that is that another thing that came at the same time, I didn't mention this before, is that this goddess is also the goddess of the occult and of, of witchcraft and all these things. At the same time you have the sexual revolution, you have this revival of the occult all over. You have more witches in America now than we have Presbyterians in America now. And that is a sign of, that's also a pagan, basically it's paganism. And so that we have that and she is after the children. I mean, big time. And, um, the the other one who's after the children is you mentioned is Moloch and and what happened is and it kind of kind of goes together because 
you have you have the turning, then you have the sexual revolution, and then you have the offering up of children. The, this is the God who caused Israel. When Israel turned away from God, they ended up offering their children on the altars of Molech in the Valley of Hinnom, filled with children being offered. I mean, you can, how can anybody do this? But we're doing it. And just like clockwork, at the end of the 60s comes the next step. And this is where we're actually offering up our children. And the thing is that, you know, Jesus said they come back worse. Well, this one, you know, this one, you know, back in ancient Israel, they, they offered up thousands of their children. We've offered up over 64 million of our children. They come back worse. And the same way we're doing it, you, you mentioned rituals. The same way we, they did that back then, we're repeating it in abortion. It actually, I, 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 put, I felt led to put in the book how the steps are actually being recreated. And for instance, one of the things is, why did, why did they offer up their children back then? Because they were told, if you do that, you're gonna be financially better off. You're gonna be rewarded by the God. You're, your fields will be fertile. You're gonna get fine. Well, why are women told to do that? Because if you have a baby, it's gonna hurt your career. It's gonna hurt your education. Same thing. The other thing is that which children were offered up more than any other back then? The poor. The, poor. the children of the poor. The poor were actually, we, we have records of it. Who is offered up now more than any other? The children of the poor. They, you know, and what they did back then is they, they played music to drown out the, the children you know, crying doing this. Well, well, now we drown it out other ways, the, the horror of abortion. You know, they, we actually, actually the, the radical feminists and leaders of abortion have actually talked about abortion as a sacrament, yes. as a sacred. Right. Lately, especially lately, I mean, you have out and everybody dismisses it. The Church of Satan. <laughs> okay. And in I think it's New Mexico, they have opened up a an abortion clinic for ritualistic sacrifice of the children. Mm. They've employed doctors and they say that. And then when somebody asks them, they're like, do you think we actually are doing right? Well, yeah, just not in the way we think. Right. But yes, you are offering these children. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it tells you you're on the right side when when the church of Satan is on yeah. the other side of whatever. Right. It is. And it, it reveals something that why are they here? They're so for abortion. They're so for against gender, the, the, the Satanists. So it tells you something about really what's behind all this, you know, um, and absolutely we're doing it. You know, I think most people are doing it without realizing what they're doing. The church of Satan maybe knows a little bit yeah. better, mm -hmm. you know, but but the fact is, you know, Israel was actually destroyed for the children it offered up. We're doing it. This is the most pagan act. And the, you know what? The only thing that ended this, Glenn, that took this away from the world was the gospel. You know, they were offering up children all over the world and it was the gospel. But, but when you take Jesus out, you take the gospel out, you take God out, what's going to happen is they're coming back. That's the warning. And they have come back. And that's what we're dealing with. It is so hard to trust anything anymore. Our most important institutions are being systematically destroyed. Are you prepared for the worst? You know, in this podcast, we're talking about, you know, God and scary things. But as long as you focus on God, you're good. Just do the next right thing. True freedom comes from the same kind of thing. Do the next right thing. Be self-reliant. That means having emergency food on hand, more than duck sauce in the refrigerator. Build your food foundation with a three-month emergency food kit from My Patriot Supply. Each kit provides over 2,000 calories every day for strength and energy during tough times. You'll get breakfast, lunch, dinners, drinks, snacks. The food is delicious. 
Your family will love it, and you can order yours today and receive a free gravity-powered Alexa Pure Pro Water Filtration System. It's almost $300, and it's a bonus. You've got to be able to filter your water. Your three-month kit and your free Alexa Pure Pro ship to your doorstep in an unmarked box. It is free shipping as well. Tomorrow may be too late, so make sure you take advantage of it today. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com. That's MyPatriotSupply.com. So let me, uh, I know people who have had abortions and, uh, or an abortion, and they're ripped apart inside. You no. never, ever hear from these no. people because it destroys the, the, yeah. uh, the, the narrative that the left wants you to have. Um, but it just rips them apart. Yeah. How do you square that with sacrifice? Cause we are sacrificing our children. Yeah. But yeah, back in the Bible days, you would come and give your baby. Yeah. And you knew what you were dealing yeah. with. So, are yeah. you saying that the, the uh, yeah, without, how are they doing? Yeah, well, yeah, you would give your baby to the officiant. You know, now we give it to the abortionist, but you give it to the officiant who would offer it up. Um, and sometimes uh, parents themselves put their baby on the altar. The thing is, listen, this is this goes back to the whole thing. When the gods come back, they're not going to come back saying we're gods. They're not going to come back saying, you know, hey, we want to destroy you like we destroyed these nations. We're not going to. They come back in the name of tolerance. They come back in the name of freedom. You know, they come, you know, just as they did with, you know, they did. So they're not going to say it and we're not going to realize it. But people are, but all these things we're seeing, we're doing all these things without realizing it. So they're offering it up. They don't realize that, you know, the name and I started by saying the Hebrew name for these, these, these spirits are called the Shadim. It means the destroyers. They destroy. What cause, when you destroy your child, you're destroying your own life. You're destroying mm-hmm. the fruit of your life. What could cause us to do that? They they seek self-destruction of a nation, of, a, of children, of a culture. So, you know, it, it's to their advantage that they don't say who they are, you know. So I was talking to a guy in Cambridge. He's a doctor of ideas, which I right. love. And uh, I said, I have a theory I'd like to layout take me half an hour before you you know you'll get the gist in half an hour and i told him what i was gonna do and he said there's no way an hour and a half later he said you should get your doctorate of ideas on that and the idea was that there have been 18 or 19 holocausts okay over time in the world. and if you believe in a Satan figure. Mm. He's trying to best God. He thinks he can win. The easiest way to beat God is to make him break a promise. If he breaks his word, he's not God. So I think Mm. Satan seeing God make this promise to what? 300 people in the desert. Mm. I'm going to be your people and I'm going to increase your numbers. And you are my people. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If I'm Satan, I'm standing there going, you're kidding me. All I have to do is just kill all these people. Yeah. And every time it happens, it drags something from the past with it. Yes. The star sewn onto your clothing. Yeah. That was from Persia, like 300 years before. Mm-hmm. And it jumps yeah. at the end of it each time. Yeah. And yeah. people don't recognize what you just said. It's not going to come as you think. 
the Nazi death uniforms Mm -hmm. were made by Hugo Boss. Mm. They were like our Marine uniform. Mm -hmm. They Mm. were beautiful and majestic Mm. and Nobody saw that as a bad thing. Mm. Now we see a guy in black boots and a red armband and we're like, oh, he's not coming back that way this time. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And and Hitler came in the name of secularism, but it was nothing nothing secular about it. And what you just said, if I was an atheist or if I was a Martian, I came to the the planet and I I saw how this there's this satanic fury against this one people, the Jewish people that would tell me something right away Yeah, because the Bible says it's going to happen. So you want to see the reality of evil, the reality of God and the reality of evil or Satan. And, you know, and I understand, you know, modern ears, well, Satan, well, look, you cannot under, you cannot comprehend the third Reich without Satan. And why was Hitler so obsessed with the Jewish people above all people? God says, you're my witnesses, the promise, you're my witnesses on earth. Well, destroy the witnesses that you don't have God. Or, and he said, I'm going to bring you back to the land. Well, that happened right after the Holocaust. So even though we tried to stop it, right. yeah, I mean, this is one of the big things. I, you know, and I totally agree. There is a link from the time of Abraham yeah. to that big time. It, it, yeah. it is. It's because real. It's, it, it has to be. Um, and the, when, when you know, people don't like to think about Satan, they think that's old fashioned or whatever. The belief in the Christian values going down in America, according to mm-hmm. the latest but the belief in Satan is going <laughs> yeah. up. Yeah. How do you how do you do that? How do you how do you not have God and you have Satan? Satan means the in Hebrew Satan, the one who comes against. You got to have that. But Satan really proves God without trying to. And the right. fact that the, of all of all the people on earth, why this little people who gave the world the Bible, who gave the world Jesus, why is there a fury against them? And, why to wipe them out? And look at the people who are so angry. It is the source of real violent anti-Semitism again. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and it goes together because, yeah. because the same people who are generally who are anti-Semitic, generally, not all the time, but in the West, they are also against God and they're also against, they're also against the, the standards right. of God. Um, and what we are watching right now, I mean, I'm saying, you know, Glenn, th- this is why I felt I had to write it now because this is, we're all dealing with this now. I mean, it's happening. It's almost like, it's almost like we're in a movie mm-hmm. and we say, well, well, you know, like, what am I, the last person? Why, why is everybody going crazy? Right. But there is a reason. There is a reason. Even right now, now we're focusing on, and you mentioned with, with children and mutilation, we're focusing on on the destruction of gender. We never think we'd get there to, to actually say, if I say there's male and female, that's now controversial. If right, I say I a man and a woman, it's controversial. How could that be? Well, well, actually, one of these, the, one of the three, the Enchantress is also called in the book, The Transformer. And this is so important because this is really behind everything here. And that is, she said, in an ancient inscription, she says, I am a woman, I am a man. One of her hymns says, oh, you know, Ishtar, Inanna, you, you have the power to turn a man into a woman, turn a woman into a man. So here is the, here is the principality of the sexual revolution. But this part doesn't start at the beginning. It's too radical. So mm-hmm. it, didn't happen, it didn't happen when it first, but as she gets entrenched in culture, now we're dealing with it. And that is, this is the principality that destroys gender, that's, that, take, that confuses a man with a woman, a woman with a man, and that starts entering our culture. It's so thick you can cut it with a knife. This is so thick. And you 
you say that gate was opened here in America. Yes. By, by an event at oh, Stonewall, yes. right? Yes. Yeah. We, we didn't talk about this before, but I think yeah. it's important. Yeah. Interesting. Because when you see, you know, all this. Remind people what Stonewall is. Most people, I okay. bet, don't know. Okay. And by the way, you listen, listen, we're, as you said, we're all in the same boat. We're praying for everybody. Mm-hmm. We're in the same, but we got to deal with what we're dealing with because the God, the spirits are against everyone equally. And the thing is that Stonewall was really what launched the whole pride movement, launched the same sex you know, movement, New York always begins in New York, you know, New York's the gate, you know, and the thing is that it was a night when basically it was a raid on a same sex bar and uh, they, they put the people out. The people started charging into the bar to try to break it down with the police inside. They set it on. They tried to set it on fire with the police inside. They began this big riot, which then began the parades, began everything we know today. It all happened at Stonewall. The, the, the bar was called Stonewall. But the amazing thing that I, that I saw is that all these signs of that goddess who transformed sexuality were there that night. One of them, first of all, one of them, she is the goddess of the gate. She get, she's always, her sign was the gate. So here she is. So it's New York City. She's also the goddess who of the alehouses or the taverns. In, in mm. ancient Sumerian, it was called the Eshtam. She inhabits it. So where did this all begin? At an alehouse, at a, at, at a, at a tavern, bar. And then, then it says that um, is there's something called the dance of Ishtar. When she's in the middle of a battle, there's a, so, called a dance. In the middle of a riot, people break out in this dance on the streets of New York City. And they start saying words that go back to the tablets of Ishtar. On top of that, the the um, there is a sign called, I won't go into the detail, but there's a sign called the lion's head. When she, she stands on a line when she goes to battle. That sign was there that night, too. Another thing was there was a woman who... Wait, be- tell me what that sign okay, was. Okay. okay, she is... The Ishtar, she rides into battle on a lion. So the first thing you see, she puts her, she puts her, her foot on the head of a lion showing she is, mm-hmm. she is... So the first thing you see is the head... When she's into battle, you see the head of a lion. Right, right after when, when Stonewall opened up, right next to it, another bar opened up called the Lion's Head. Mm. And, so, and, and on, on top of that, there was a woman who triggered the whole the whole thing. If you the, the history is a woman triggered it that night. The woman was almost like an avatar. She was uh, she was female like um, Ishtar was, but Ishtar had male attributes. So she's female, but she's masculine. And 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 Ishtar was called the storm. He said, "Oh, great storm! You're the storm goddess. Storm, storm." The name of the woman was Storm, who started the whole thing. Storm A. Um, the other thing is that there's an it, the there's an ancient uh, the Epic of Gilgamesh talks about Ishtar, ancient Babylonian Sumerian writing, and it says that it says you Ishtar are the stone that breaks the stone wall. <laughs> Literally the wow. stone wall, and they were trying to break it, and that opened the whole thing, break down this wall. And the other thing is that it happened also at the exact time in the ancient pagan calendar linked to Ishtar under the weekend of the full moon of the summer solstice. I mean, there's, there's a whole thing, but the whole thing, it all manifests that night. This is not natural. We're dealing with supernatural. And it also, it leads to the gay pride parades. Yeah. Um, it starts there That's right. and then travels the That's whole world. That's right. Yeah. And tell me the yeah. connection between the parade yeah. and the name. Yeah, I'm going to share something that I don't think I've ever even shared. But, but the first part, yeah. The when I looked in the ancient uh, tablets, 
Ishtar is the goddess of parades. It says she causes men to parade through the city streets dressed as women, women to parade as men. The, her parades were filled with color and with the bending of sexuality, gender, and, and licentiousness. So she is the goddess of parades, number one. So it starts here. But also, in Babylon, this is what happens here, there was a gate called the Ishtar Gate, and all the processions started with Ishtar's gate. So all these processions, as you said, the parades throughout the entire world, started in New York City at that bar. That, you know, the, the Ishtar Gate had two arches. That bar has two arches. Mm. Uh, one, one arch is, is bigger than a smaller. Same thing with Stonewall. They're all the brick arches. It's, it's, it's mimicking the Arch of Ishtar. I'm not saying anybody knew it, but all the parades started there. And on top of it, um, the, there was one time of the year that this goddess or principality possessed the culture. They had all the parades, procession, p- processions. And I looked for this, Glenn, I had to look at the early writings of the first Christian because it was still happening. You know, we have a short-term memory. And yeah. it says, we don't realize, actually, there used to be parades and they disappeared with the gospel coming in. And the thing is that, that when I looked in the writings of St. Jerome, he identifies it, the month of the God, the month of the festivals is the month he called in Latin, Iunium. We get the word June from it. June was the month of the goddess, was the month, and she's the goddess of pride. It's the pride month from ancient times. And so this is the month of the processions and and not only that, you know, you know, Jesus said the gods, the spirits go back to the house that they possessed. Well, she possessed June. So now she has repossessed it. And so this month of June. Because that's the month of June is. Pride month. Pride month. Is, is the month of celebrating. And it used to be gay pride. Yeah. And now it's. They don't even say that. Yeah. And now it's just pride. Yeah. Right. Which right. she was not gay pride. She was, she was pride. She was the goddess of pride and she's the goddess of altering sexuality. And through the through the parades and processions and the month, she possessed a culture, drew the culture into it. And that's exactly what's happening. Glenn, it's not, we're talking about, we're saying it's, this is not natural. Is that, you know, America set, celebrates one day to celebrate its birth. One day. We celebrate an entire month. So do nations around the world, more than their own their own birthdays you know we have we have this the you know it, we, we we have never done anything like this before we've never celebrated sexuality it's not natural this is a revival of what this is what happens when the gods come back this is what happens when the spirits come back this is not some general thing this is very specific it's very absolute and and the other thing is that not only that but there was a there was a sign that was associated with this principality. Um, in the ancient writing, she's called, it says Manzat Ishtar, which means, translation, Rainbow Ishtar. She was the goddess of the rainbow. It says that her eyes were rainbow eyes. It's in one of her myths, it says she she wages war by by stretching across the sky as a rainbow. She uses the rainbow to wage war. She uses the rainbow actually to exact vengeance. There's a very dark thing behind the rainbow. The rainbow belongs to God. I mean, that's the first thing, mm-hmm. you know, but one of the things about this principality, it says she steals things from other gods and makes it her own. Mm-hmm. She literally has taken the sign of God, you know, and now it's in the face of God. We're putting his his sign of mercy in the face of God. What is that? I mean, that's a dangerous thing That, from what I can see. And it's also not natural how the rainbow has spread across our culture. I mean, I mean, it's on children's cereal boxes. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, it's on a, it's on American embassies. We never flew flags about anything else, but we're doing it. It's not natural. So this all goes back to the goddess. The idea that your home could be stolen is ridiculous. I mean, doesn't it really? I mean, you're stealing your phone, your car, I got it. How are you stealing my house? Here's a guy who did it. Listen. 
Nobody thinks that I can take their house and borrow against the house. Oh no, I have title insurance for that. No, it's in my name, or he would have to get some special document. They would call me. You know, nobody's calling you. After I've stolen the title, borrowed against it, or sold the property, or done whatever I've done with it, it's 60 to 90 days to even figure out that they're the victim of this crime. You know, by that point, you start getting foreclosure notices, and you realize you've got four mortgages on your house. Not only that, you don't even own your home anymore. It's not even in your name. Home title fraud is growing two and a half times faster than credit card fraud. You can be a victim right now and not even know it. Here's how to protect yourself. You can verify your home's title is still in your name for free. Just go to HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code BECK. You can register your address for a no-obligation home title report, $100 value free. Get your report from HomeTitleLock.com. Promo code BECK. I look at uh, God as my dad i'm just the perfect dad um and i know as a dad if one of my kids is going bad i don't want my other kid to bash and destroy that kid right i want that kid help me bring my kid back that's right right that's right so we that's right this is why i think it's so important to say it's we're fighting principalities we are fighting evil we're yeah. not fighting the people. No, no. Because people can, they, they've just lost their mind. Yeah, we're, we're, we're all in the same boat. Yes. You, know, you, know, you, know, you know, Paul, when he speaks to the early church, he says, listen, such were some of you. You were doing this, you were doing that, you were doing that. We're all in the same boat. But if we don't speak truth, we got to speak truth in love. If we don't speak truth, we are not going to win them. We're not going to be able to save anybody. That's just as bad. If somebody is dying of something and we don't say something, we're, we're, we're accountable to that. The other thing is that this goddess, that says, it says she grinds away the masculinity of men. Okay, she, so what is that? What is that happening in our culture? Mm. She she will seek to you know there's there's an anti men anti masculine mm-hmm. spirit mm-hmm. in this culture. She raged against them. She raged against the authority. She raged against her father. She raged against the patriarchy of the gods. So now we have this raging against the quote patriarchy. Uh, her job is to take men away from manhood, men away from marriage, men away from women, men away from uh, being men, and basically that's what's been happening. And weren't her temple? Uh, workers, yes, yeah. didn't they yes. mutilate themselves and wear dresses? They had the, her priesthood. I, I put this in the book, and it's you know, and it, and, it, and I, I always, I always want to put in the actual quote so people know we're not making this up. Right. This is, a, and that is that that it says her priests were called the Asinu, and the Asinu were these men who dressed up as women. They walked around her temples in women's clothes, women's makeup. They spoke with women's voices, and they 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 basically. Because one of the one of the tablets says not just you turn, but you dress men as women, you dress women as as men, and so they were there. And think about this: this is public, this is celebrated by the culture, pagan culture, and they would bring their children to the temples to see the priests, to see to be influenced by the priests. Children to the men dressed up as women. Well, does that sound familiar? Because now this is taking over our culture. This is the priesthood of the goddess, and they don't realize it. But we are bringing children to men dressed up as women to sexualize the children this is back this goes to her temple and the, and the different one difference glenn is this you know jesus said they come back stronger or they come back worse and that is that back then she possessed her her priesthood 
Now she's seeking to take possession of an entire generation of children. And now where our children were once led in the Lord's Prayer in school, they are now led to question their own gender. Mm-hmm. I mean, what is that? And, and, you know, this is where even... And it is a God. Yeah. It is a God. We, it's not we've, we say we've taken out prayer and worship. We've replaced that yeah. with this guy. We're going to worship. We're going to serve no matter what. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Glenn, if we knew, I mean, we're not old enough to, to know, but if, if we were there when America said, let's just take prayer out of school, you know, and we, and we had known what the Bible really says about this, we could have said, you know where you're going to be? We wouldn't know when. Well, people, but, people did, though. It was the Supreme Court yeah. that did that. Yeah. It was, yeah. you know, That's seven right. or nine people. That's right. And and yet today, if you talk about putting prayer in school, that sounds radical for America. Yeah. You know, but the thing is that when you take on out, you're going to have all these things. The parades are coming back. The gender confusion is coming back. The killing of children is coming back. It's all coming back. You know, so this is and not only Glenn, not only was it the close you, you alluded to, but that some of her priests were actually surgically transitioned, literally organs removed and that affected their hormones, all that. These were her priests. And the thing is that I I, I found one ancient inscription where the priests are dancing. It's actually men who were transitioned are dancing before the goddess with scalpels. And, And they're basically, it's like they're celebrating their transition. I mean, and now we're trying to do it to children. And, and even non-believers are saying, what would possess an adult to do this to a child? This would possess an adult to do it to a child. This would. And it's the spirit, we are all dealing with it. I mean, and, and it's taking over our culture. And you mentioned the Supreme Court. Let me, let me just so show you how, see how deep this is, that the Supreme Court made three rulings that basically transformed sexuality and ultimately marriage. We all remember the day when marriage, after what, millennia, right. was you know, struck down. Well, all of these these decisions, the first one took place in 2003, the last one in 2015, marriage. And the three of them, the first one took place in the month of June, month of the goddess, took place in the last days of June, that's particularly her time, the time of the summer solstice. The first one took place on June 26. The second one in 2012 struck down the Defense of Marriage Act. That took place end of June, last days of June, days of the goddess, summer solstice, and June 26, the exact same day. The last one, marriage, when it was struck down, as we know it, last days of June, summer solstice, June 26, same exact day. The Supreme Court is not looking at the Babylonian calendar. And they're not saying, you know what, let's do it this way. That tells you how deep this is. Well, they do release everything in June. But Many to be things. June twenty sixth, exact day, yeah. yeah, exact day, and exact day, and here's the other thing, Glenn. I remember, we all remember, on that day, that night, the president lit up the White House in the colors mm-hmm. of the rainbow. Okay, now the rainbow is the sign of the goddess. It's kind of like giving America. We're giving America to that. But that was the day. That day on the ancient calendar of Babylon and the Bible, it was called. It was the. It was the. Tenth um, day of Tammuz. Tammuz is the month of the goddess. And by the way, it was one of her lovers who she destroyed. Is Tammuz, mm-hmm. but that's the month that happened. And so, it, and I looked at the ancient Babylonian calendar. It said the tenth of Tammuz is appointed to cast a spell to cause a man to love a man. That was the day the Supreme Court changed marriage. Mm. On the day, and they don't know about the calendar, and they're not looking. They're not looking at that. That was the day, but it's exact. It's like clockwork. Okay, spend yeah. two or three minutes on Moloch, because we touched on him, but he's the final one, the destroyer. Yeah, except, well, well, the, yeah, he, he's, the, he's, the, he's the final one in, in his entrance, in okay. his entrance. But, 
But right now, what I would say, is, I mean, and, and notice what the culture is focusing on abortion, the mm-hmm. war over abortion, over children and this war of a gender. It's all it's all the same thing. And it's and, all sacrificing and, and, children. Yeah. Either way, either way. And, and back then, the children were sexualized in the same way. They were, they were abused. It wasn't safe to be a child yeah. when the gods are a leader. Well, I will tell you that. I mean, I, I think you go even further than this. What we're doing on the border, we are turning a blind eye to sex slavery with uh, children yeah, yeah. An, in unbelievable numbers yeah. unbelievable numbers yeah and th- and it, you notice it all goes together they're, they're at the same time the culture is seeking beginning to to start to try to to normalize pedophilia it's mm-hmm. beginning you know but that's what happens when that's what happens when you, t- when you destroy marriage that there's no more protection and that's what happens when you go back to paganism because the children were sexualized the ch- children were made into prostitutes back then children were confused children were mutilated it's all happening i'll, I'll tell you something that i don't say if it's okay uh glad um not often uh, i'm when I was working on the book, that's linked to Moloch. When I was working on the book and I didn't tell anybody, you know, and I, I'm a pastor, you know, and I have associate pastors and, and one of them who never ever would talk to me like this, he said, Jonathan, he says, I was woken up in the morning and I had this like a vision. I just, I was like shaking. I had a word for you. And I said, I said, I, he said, I don't know what it means, but I knew it was for you. So he tells us, what was it? He said, I saw you bringing, for, bringing forth a word in, and all, all in front of you were all these altars of these gods all these altars of the gods. As you brought forth the word, the altars started breaking apart. It's actually from mm. the Bible. Breaking apart. And these spirits started coming out of them. And I said, I don't know what this is. And so, so I said, okay, I know what this is. I'm working on this book. It's the, I didn't, it's the return of the gods. All that, the altars. By the way, you know, I want to say something about that, Glenn. Um, but the altars, you know, we talk, all the gods had altars. So talk about the greatest altar we have right now is that of abortion. You know, where we actually, 60 million, that's a big altar. So, because the, the gods always demand blood or destruction, Shadim. And so, so the altars are over there. But I'll tell you something that happened. So, so I finished the book. Um, I finished the book on June 24th. Okay. Mm. June 24th, the altar began to break. That was the date that the Supreme Court overturned Roe versus Wade. Wow. When you bring forth the word. So the thing is, and to me, you know, I take this as a, you know, I know, listen, we know that's not the end of abortion, but we know it's major. And that is that we've already saved, I think like 60,000 children per year, you know. Um, but the thing is that in the Bible, you know, when you had revival, you know, because we're praying for revival. I mean, you know, without revival, America's lost. But we, in the same with Israel, what happened to Israel. But the thing is, the sign of revival wasn't a gospel crusade tent. It was the altar. They broke the altars of the gods. They literally broke the altars. And so this is a sign, I believe, from God of encouragement to us that, listen, listen, the, the gods do not have the last word. God has the last word. And there, is, there can be revival, but we have to pray. We have to fast. Like, like when I was on the program with you and I was so blessed, I never heard anybody do this, calling for national prayer and fasting for exorcism. You know, like not just for a person, it says these things only, let's pray. I was like, when I'm writing this, I said, why don't we pray for the, for the release of America, exorcism of America mm-hmm. for the, for the spirit to come in. So mm-hmm. there is hope, you know, the, you know, the, I always, I always I, bring I, hope. I, I, I'll tell you, I talked to a, uh, a Catholic priest who is an exorcist and he said, uh, I, you know, I talked to him a little bit about your book and he said, it's what's happening. He said, I do this for a living. Mm. And he said, what I see one-on-one is happening throughout society. Yeah. And, yeah. and he said, and I, I told him, I said, I'm, I'm thinking about calling for prayer and fast 
because that's what the the, the um, apostles came to Jesus and yeah. said, how come you can get the spirit out? We've been trying. And he said, because it doesn't happen without prayer and fasting. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was, that was so, I was so, I've never heard anybody do that. And I, I, when I was working on the book, I'm feeling like I'm feeling a burden because I don't know that's actually been done. I mean, people have prayed to fast for people, but for an entire culture to get delivered in whatever, whatever manner, whatever we, we are right now, it doesn't matter whoever's watching this. And again, I was an atheist, you know, I became a believer because of God, but there are people watching from whoever you are. It doesn't matter. We're all, we're all dealing with it. You're dealing with it. We're, we, your, your, your family's dealing with it. Your children are dealing with it. We're all dealing with it. And one of the things that I say is that, that to know is that this is a war. It's a spiritual war, not against people. It's a war. But, you know, remember that when the gods were driven out or the spirits were driven out of, of Western civilization, it was by believers. I mean, it was the gospel. It was the word. It was the power of God. And it was Christians. As that came out, that's what happened. So they've come back with a, with a vendetta. They're they're targeting Christians, the gods, the spirits, because they want to get as they were cast out. They want believers to be cast out of the society as the word drove them out. They want the word out, you know, as their worship was kind of ended. They want the, the worship religious freedom to end in America. So so we're in a battle. We're in a, and the other another thing about it is, is that, you know, you know, the, the ones of Rome that really defeated the gods or the spirits, it was the children. Because back then it was the children who came to the gospel. The older generation was steeped in paganism. It was the children. So now they're seeking to get the children to cast God out, to exercise God from the culture. So we're dealing with a real battle, but I want to, and, and, and the other thing is, I want to encourage everybody, but one thing is is that when the gods come in first, or the spirits come in, they always come in in the name of tolerance, openness, do your own thing. You know, everybody, that's how it was in the 60s. That's but that's only a strategy to get in the door of a Christian civilization. So they did. But once they start, like, they get a foothold, once they do, then, then all tolerance goes out the window. Mm-hmm. It turns from tolerant culture to, to a cancel culture. Correct. And so what they is every knee shall bow. Remember when, when Baal took over the culture of Israel under Ahab and Jezebel, it was every knee shall bow and every tongue will confess. And, and all of a sudden, believers are now a counterculture. Are now they have to stand stronger than ever before. So that's where we are right now. So it's, if you don't, it's to cancel you, silence you, deplatform you, you know, whatever it is. We cannot be silent, though. We cannot be silent um, because this, this, I believe, can be our greatest hour. Truly, truly, I believe. And I, and I want to say something that I have not, Glenn. I've not said. I, I don't. I've said it at our congregation, but just to just to um, point something out, it was because it was just happened a little while back. Um, Biden had a gathering at the White House, and he enshrined basically same-sex marriage into federal law for the first time. And you know, and he did that and said. Everyone has to recognize this. Okay, now, now listen. We love people, but we we can't recognize what's in. But yeah, and you know, and he, he lit up the White House again with a rainbow. You know, mm-hmm. that the day when he lit it up, the night when he lit up the White House, it was I, I have the, I believe it was the twentieth of Kislev. Now, interesting, because there's only one day in the Bible that God, God's for marriage, but there's only one day He says I can't recognize this. I can't recognize this marriage. In in it's the Book of Ezra. They went against His will. He said I can't. 
He said that on the 20th of Kislev, the day that was the Respect for Marriage Act. God said, I can't respect it. You know, so it's, wow. it, it, it's, it's telling you that God has the last word, you know, mm-hmm. and, and the thing is that, you know, as a believer, I'm actually, even though this is a warning, because we have to know what we're dealing with. We have to know what we're fighting, because if you don't know, you're not going to win. You have to know it. It's real. But we do have a greater power. <laughs> we do have a higher power. And, and that there's only one true God. And, and the others are, are false. We have that power. But if we don't do anything like we were saying, like, you know, if a lot of times the people who are silent are the people who should be the most vocal, the, yeah. the pastors, pastors should be the, the, the minister should be the most. But many of them are silent. They say, well, well I don't want to I don't want to get in trouble. I don't want to say anything. Well, then you're not a light. Then what no, are you doing? You're not a, you're not a follower of Christ. Look at every sing. I think everything, every single one of the apostles died, except for yeah. one died in a horrible way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean. You know, they weren't popular. That's yeah. not. You we're know. not here to be popular. We, we're here Somebody to, we're said here to be today, like, I read, the most punk rock thing you can do is go to church. <laughs> yeah. Because it's not popular. Yeah. We, we, you know what? And you know what, Glenn? In, in many ways, that's more biblical than what we've known. Because, you know, you know, many people who are watching probably say, I, I pray, I wish I could live in biblical times. I wish I'm like, congratulations. You're in Bible times now. Because for most yeah. of Bible times, you didn't have a Christian culture. You had a Christian. Christianity was radical. God is radical, revolutionary. You know that. You know. You know the 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 gods are not a new thing. You know they're back. They're back and they're back in a new way. But they're not new. You know Moses. You know he dealt with the gods of Egypt. The Bible. Says. Elijah stood against Baal. You know. You know Paul stood against the gods of Rome. Now it's our turn. You know, and and we have to we have to be we have to be what we are called to be. You know, we have to move from a we're not a cultural phenomenon. We're a countercultural phenomenon, which is really always what we were supposed to be. But this this I believe you know when the grays are disappearing, it's time for, for the lights to get brighter, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, if the, if the dark is removing the gray to get even darker, we, the, the light has to remove the gray to get even lighter. These are the times we have to shine even brighter. I haven't told this for a long time. I grew up in Seattle, 310 cloudy days out of the year. <laughs> I moved to Phoenix, not a cloud in the sky ever, okay? And I remember one of the first days I was there, I stood outside and I just watched the shadow that I was casting because it was so dark Mm. and crisp. Mm. I had never seen it. I had always seen kind of just like a shadow here on the table, just barely there, you know, because the sun wasn't bright. And I and I've taken that lesson Mm. my whole life as only when the light is getting brighter. Yeah. Does, is the shadow more defined yeah. and seemingly darker? Yeah. But yeah. the light is the light is there. Yeah. Yeah. And that and that that yeah, that's an encouragement that the you know, there's kind of been a gray Christianity because when everybody's Christian, it doesn't necessarily mean something. Yeah. We're all Christian. I grew up in that culture. You grew up. In, but now it means something. It means more than it has ever meant. Now it, to follow, follow God, follow Jesus. It's going to cost, but it's going to be it's more important than ever. You know, the candle in the daytime, you barely see it. The candle at night literally lights up the world. And that's what we're supposed to be. We're supposed you know, and the other thing, and you said something very interesting because as you said it, I thought, okay, well, the light 
light's getting brighter, but the light's coming. <laughs> you know, you know, you know, we're getting closer to that. You know, when 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 Hitler, when all hell broke loose on the world, Israel was coming. The yeah. prophecies were coming. All yeah. that was coming. So all hell breaks loose. So it's it's a good sign. You know, we we you know, Jesus is called the Lamb of God. He's also called the Lion of Judah. Um, and and he's coming. And the thing is that so this this is to be you know this. By could the be way, a, Christians have got to start looking more for the lion. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the lion stood up and roared. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And this and and this is the time. And the thing is, this is going to separate, you know, like, Mm -hmm. yeah, it takes a little bit more to stand for God when it's not popular, but it means so much more. The power will be so much more. You know, there's a scripture I love. It says the eyes of the Lord search the entire earth looking for the one whose heart is his completely. He'll lift that one up and we have to be that one. And so this could be our most exciting hour, but we got to live. And the other thing is that if there's anything in our life that is you know, gray, you know, we got to get it out. Yeah. We got to become these people. But the thing, the thing about it is that when you hear all these stories, like, like the great testimonies or people who hid Jews during, you know, during mm-hmm. Hitler, it, it's the dark that actually increased the light, you know, yeah. because it makes, it makes you radical it because you, you can say, Listen, you have to choose. Yeah. Yeah. Because, because at, at times of great peril, there's nobody on the sidelines. Everyone yeah. is on the field. Yes, that's you right. Know? That's you right. might say I'm sitting on the sidelines, but you're not. You're fighting for the other team yeah. by doing that. Yeah, it's kind of like you were standing and the and the ground is going, yeah. going this way and you got to make this. But if you make the right decision, you're going to be lifted up. You're going to be even greater. The power of God is just as good. And listen, the other thing is the Bible says this is all going to happen. You know, I mean, the Bible does say that that you know, I got saved because I was reading the prophecies. Of the Bible said, wow, it's coming true. But Bible says that in the last days, men will be lovers of self. They'll be seduced spirits evil they'll persecute believers okay there's a mystery that kind of like the age comes to its conclusion the way it began there was an israel in the world then when jesus came israel back there were jewish believers we're back you know jewish and mm-hmm. Gentile. there's church being close to israel that has that hasn't sorry about that yes, hasn't sir. been for two thousand years you know but also the culture the culture was was pagan so actually it is actually Actually, what we're watching is actually the return. So if the world's going back to where it was, it's time that the church go back to where it was, which was the book of Acts, the most powerful church. You know, we may not have all the praise of the world and we may not have the riches of the world, but we'll be more powerful. And this is our moment. Listen, we we live once. And it's, I've always tried to really understand and the foolish shall uh, confound the wise. Yeah. It's so clear now, all the wise, all (laughs) of the elites, all of the book learned people, they're all on that side and they think we're foolish. And I mean, it's, it's It's the meek shall inherit the, or all of this stuff is coming. It's crazy. It's crazy. It says in the same thing you quote from first, the foolishness of God will confound the wisdom of the world. Yes. And the thing is that how are they so, how do they not know that there's male and female anymore? I mean, I mean, you know, you know, two year, three year olds know that how come the Nobel prize, they don't know it anymore. It's foolishness, but it tells you how real this is, you know, and that how wise it is to follow the foolishness of God, Mm -hmm. you know, the cross is wiser, you know, and, and to me, this just confirms where we are. It confirms also confirms our faith. This is right. You're on the right track, you know, and we got to be strong, you know, go all out, go all out for the Lord. This is our moment. And I truly believe this could be our greatest moment because I, I always would love to have lived in the book of Acts. It's back. You know, we're back, mm-hmm. you know, you know, the dark is back, but so is the light, you know, so this, this could be the greatest time for us, but we have to rise to it. And you got to know what you're fighting, you know, and don't be timid about goodness. Don't be timid with your family. Don't be, be strong in love. But listen, this is our hour. The other thing I just last thing I thought of is that what's the most exciting 
you know, time of a movie. The last 15 minutes. <laughs> so, so listen, you know, listen, God chose us for the last 15 minutes. You know, if he didn't want us here, don't fear it. Because if he didn't want us here, you know, he would have put us in the middle, middle ages. Yep. He has us here. And that means, and you know, the, the greatest part of the movie is when there's a lot of conflict. Okay. Listen, that, that's, the, that's the ground to shine, to shine for the Lord. My dad died when he was 85. He was uh, not old enough for most of World War II than when he joined mm-hmm. He had flat feet, so he, he was kicked out. Um, he was not part of anything in the 60s, both good or bad. Right. He was just kind of, you know. Right. And I thought he lived at the zenith of American clout and power. Yeah. You didn't really right. have to do anything. I wonder who he would have been had he lived in my time now. Because yes, they right. didn't have, there were a few giants, right? Okay, but for the most part, everybody else was like, "Well, eh, yeah." There's no meh anymore, <laughs> and you're either going to be, you're either going to give your grandchildren yeah. the greatest gift when they stand up and talk about history, that when those times came, yeah, my grandparents stood and did this, or. When they're in history class, they're not want they're not going to want to say anything. Yeah, yeah. Because it, it's very much like Germany like is now. Germ- I was just thinking Germany, yeah. and yeah. And the thing is, it's it's you know most people go with the majority, but you know what? Most of the time, the majority isn't right. Yeah, it happened to be better in the past, you know, but it's not right now. You got to stand for God. But but I will just as an encouragement to everybody watching. God is stronger. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. You just stand for him. Do what's right. He will lift you up. He will protect you. You know, get right with Jesus. Get right with whatever you have to do. Do it because your God is real. And you know what? Jesus is the Lord above all lords, the God above all gods. That's pretty good. Jonathan Kahn, thank you. Thank you, Glenn. The name of the book is The Return of the Gods, available everywhere. Just a reminder. I'd love you to rate and subscribe to the podcast and pass this on to a friend so it can be discovered by other people. 